Hello and welcome to Thriving in Intersectionality, a podcast created to help you learn from professionals in the workplace who have multiple intersectional identities, from ethnic minorities, veterans transitioning into the workforce, individuals with disabilities, parents, and so many more. My name is Lola Adeyemo. I am the CEO of EQI Mindset and the founder of the nonprofit Immigrants Incorporate Inc. I work with organizations to build inclusive workplaces. This podcast was built to amplify the voices of leaders and immigrants in the corporate workplace and to give insights and guidance so people can move past their barriers and advance in their professional careers. Through interviews and solo episodes, I'm going to examine this global world of work. I know that you can learn a thing or two from my guests who have a range of experiences and stories to share. Join me as we meet new people who are successfully navigating the corporate space. Hello and welcome to the Thriving in Intersectionality podcast. My guest today is Isabel Ruiz. Isabel manages an internal community for a product and content team at cloud-based software company, Muse. She has over nine years of experience working with industry leaders like Tableau, Intercom, and Pluralsight. She worked as a senior customer success manager. She's also a former podcast host of CSM Toolbox, and she's a 2021 Top 100 Customer Success Strategist by Success Acker. Currently, Isabel mentors for Femme Palette. She's a guild member of the Community Club, and she co-chairs the Women Employee Resource Group at Muse, which she is a founding member of. So I'm looking forward to uh, sharing our conversation with you and some of the insights that she has gained over her career journey as she's thriving in intersectionality. Thank you. Are you a corporate professional who is an immigrant or a child of immigrant? Are you looking for a community of support to advance your corporate career? Immigrants Incorporate, IIC, is a nonprofit that is building a community for you. Come and join us on Facebook. The Facebook group is Immigrants in Corporate. Belong and thrive in the workplace. See you there. Hello and welcome to the Thriving in Intersectionality podcast. I'm here today with Isabel Ruiz. Hi, Isabel. Hi, Lola. How are you? Happy to be here. Good. Nice to have you here. So, Let's jump right in, Isabel, um, a little bit about you. Do you want to share with us uh, some of your background and introduce yourself? Yeah, totally. Um, Yeah, my name is Isabel Ruiz. I'm actually based in Dublin, Ireland, originally from Mexico. I'm actually a community manager for an internal product and content team at a hospitality management cloud company called Muse. So they are primarily based across Europe, but their headquarters are primarily in Prague and in London and Amsterdam as well. So from my side, I think my background primarily has been working with tech companies. I will say I'll have 
close to eight plus years working with uh, different tech companies such as Tableau, Intercom, and Pluralsight as a senior customer success manager. So that was primarily my background until now that I moved to the very, uh, I will say, challenging, but I I will say very rewarding uh, world of the community management uh, side uh, for tech companies. So I think I have met quite a lot of uh, fellow community managers in different uh, online communities and as well in in person. So I have been very fortunate in that sense. So, but even I will say prior to working at tech companies back in Mexico, I was doing a deep dive into memory lane where I, after university, I was working, uh, I was living quite close to the U.S. border. So I was actually working for a manufacturing company, like in supply chain. I think I even, mm, I was working on the warehouse side of things, so completely different to where I am right now. But I think all of those things that taught me quite a lot and well I'm sure that we're going to deep, uh, do a deep dive as well in, in my experience and at the moment as well with Muse I'm actually co-chairing uh, the Women at Muse uh, employee resource group uh, with one of my colleagues from the talent acquisition team um, her name is Camila so this journey we just basically started uh, on International Women's Day on March 8th we actually did the launch at the company oh, <laughs> we wow. figured it would be a part of the founding uh, leadership. Team. Yes. Awesome. Uh, well, uh, myself and my colleague, yeah, we we started this employee resource group for women at the company. So yes, and we do have uh, our chief people officer. She's actually our ex- executive sponsor, and we are just super early days. As I said, we just launched on the eighth of March. Um, so yeah, the journey, yeah, the work had just begun uh, in that sense. So I think just taking the opportunity to actually. Uh, be at this company where not only the the, the women uh, ERG is, is actually come to friction, but uh, fruition. But I think there will be other other uh, resource groups as well in terms of mental health and and others as well coming. So I think just giving us the opportunity to actually, yeah, uh, put these ideas forward and and take it and take it from there. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing! Yeah, well, congratulations on 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 the ERG launch. I know the journey is uh, is fun, but there's also going to be learnings along the way. So, looking forward to hearing hearing a lot more about that. So, I want to ask a quick question: What's um, how many languages do you speak? What's the primary language where you are located? <laughs> <laughs> Primarily, well, English and Spanish. Uh, I'm actually dabbling into a bit of Japanese, but it is quite challenging, but that's just more for fun. <laughs> that's just oh, wow. as a hobby. <laughs> okay. yes. um, that's, that's, that's interesting. Yeah, language is, is, is language and communication was um, one of the things that emerged when I interviewed a lot of immigrants from all over the world for my book, as you can imagine. And, and it's, not just, it's not just the language, it's communication overall um, and all of the different nuances of um, exchanging information with people. So that's yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. Well, nice to meet you. And I want to hear more about your background uh, journey. I know you mentioned it a little bit, uh, but 
you know, I, I know career path is a big part of working in, in the corporate world, working in, in large organizations. Um, so if it was an international student or somebody in school right now who is thinking about careers, about getting a job, do you want to walk us through what your journey to your current role has been like? Um, what did you study in school? What did you want to, you know, what did you want to explore? Yeah, totally. Like my degree is actually in international marketing. I knew, I think it was funny uh, when I did, uh, when I was in university, because I remember the, the paths back then where either you're a lawyer or you become, uh, I think it, the major, maybe the closest translation would be like business administration. Those were the two paths. A lot of people were studying that. I'm like, I didn't have necessarily an interest on either. <laughs> um, but I, yeah, so I went for international marketing. I, I think my desire as well was always to go abroad. I think Europe, I, I, I think maybe I mentioned this in, with uh, another podcast host, how Europe came to my mind and how I wanted to to move across the bonds. And I think was watching this anime of someone living in London. So very random. Um, so yes, for me, I think that was the path I wanted to follow. And so where, I did, think you go, where did you go to uh, college? I, Oh, well, I studied in Mexico, like my, my entire education was back okay. in Mexico. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, but I think, yeah, I always had maybe that inclination perhaps from, I don't know what, as I, as I said, from this anime, but also from other people, I, I remember, I think also the early days of Facebook or even forums, maybe even prior to Facebook as well, just looking at other cultures, how, uh, yeah, I think to me, it seems like other world, worlds completely different to, to what I had in Mexico. So that was always, um, I was always drawn uh, to that. So for me, yes, as I said, that was my, my degree. And then when I moved to, to Ireland, I actually did a, a fashion buying and merchandising course, which again, completely different to what I'm doing right now. Um, but I think I just wanted to, and it was full time, so I just wanted to to experience that as well here and um, here in Ireland, and did internships uh, internships at different uh, retailers here. Uh, but yeah, I think it was a uh, testing out different career paths. And as I mentioned in the intro, that I was a customer success manager for quite a long time, and I think as well I reached that point where I could perhaps continue that journey to be maybe mm, yeah to, to move up in that area but at the same time I think when I started learning more about community community management that's something that I I wanted to 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 try out and and that's where I am right now so yeah I have I have enjoyed the journey so far well so for people listening the 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 key takeaway is don't worry so much about it. Just go follow your your part <laughs> and, and explore explore different roles. And um, a lot of us have that stories. A lot of the people that I've spoken with have similar stories of, you know, what you started with, what you are doing now. Who knows what you'll be doing in a couple of years, right? We mm -hmm. just have to be open to that that change. So tell us about your current role. Tell us about community management. What is that? 
Yeah, um, and I think that the role uh, that I'm doing at the moment as an internal community manager, uh, yeah, as an internal community manager, it's for, uh, like, let's say my audience are my colleagues. So basically, as their community manager for a product and content team, basically is looking at opportunities where they can look, where they can develop their their skills it has a mix of between learning and development even event management i also think sometimes that it's a bit of personal branding for them because i also find opportunities for them to uh, be uh, not only attending conferences but even being speakers themselves being uh, maybe a podcast uh, guests as well so i always try to find opportunities for them and I think from the learning and development side I think for me it's quite important to see that the team can actually benefit from we have a mentoring platform at the company where they can go uh, go and find a mentors and mentor themselves so I think it's that well-being of the employees that especially right now with not only layoffs in other uh, software companies, but I think it's trying to retain that talent, mm -hmm. the good people that you will have. How can, in my case, in my role, how can I find those points where my colleagues, the employees that are part of a, of a team will want to remain at the company, want to find that sense of purpose, maybe as cheesy some people will find this uh how can they actually see a career path for themselves so i know maybe community management will mean different at other companies or other places where it is a customer community it is about finding leads it is about maybe a support community where people go and find the answer and interact with other people. So for me, it is even a very different role to what it is known as community, a community manager. I think it's hints as well of employee branding. So I think it's, yeah, I mean, uh, I, even my role has that inter intersectionality with other, with other roles, which is, uh, yeah, really rewarding. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And that's, that's definitely a good way to put it. It is employee branding, right? It is employee experience, but it's more than just the employee experience. It's more of a branding, right? Because it's helping people see beyond what they are doing, mm -hmm. where it's not just, I'm just doing my task and then I get my deliverables mm -hmm. met and then I move on to the next task. No, why we're giving people an opportunity to explore careers within mm -hmm. the company. Um, yes. And I, I am... Definitely for that. I And I think, you know, that flows nicely into employee resource groups, which you mm -hmm. mentioned a little bit. Um, I, I am an employee resource group consultant, so I work with a lot of ERGs. And I think some of the missed opportunity there is the for companies is leveraging these ERGs as a way to mm -hmm. help employees see beyond their current role and, and build their career within the organization. So... Um, well, first, let's talk about you and then we'll talk about your work, right? So your background, um, growing up somewhere else, coming to a different country, is there some advantage or barriers that you think are unique to 
um, you because of that experience and, and the way you, you, you um, go about your day-to-day job and, and your career? Mm, I think the barriers maybe that I had initially were, I, I can say now, I can be more myself than before. I think maybe it was just like, you know, the first roles in, especially in the corporate world with as well interacting with a different culture. And maybe I I think I have heard this as well uh, in uh, maybe as well one of your guests might have mentioned is that, that having even maybe to prove yourself because you know that you're trying to not only, of course, do your best at a role, but I think it's also that sense of trying to belong to a place and trying to um, maybe put your best foot forward. So I think there's a lot of things that at the beginning maybe of my career where I had, I'm not going to say I'm, I got rid of imposter syndrome. I think for a lot of people, you still have that uh, throughout your journey. But I think in some places, that was even more prevalent where I had it, yeah, more more often than not. So I think it's just also the people that you surround yourself. I think it could be either manager, your colleagues, if, if you have a partner, I think it, a lot of the, these things come into play, your environment. Mm, so I think in my journey, yeah, the barriers maybe that I had in the past were around, I'm not going to ask for help because maybe that would be seen as a sign of weakness and um, the person that is maybe the outsider and maybe all of this, it's, it, probably in my head most likely, but I think it was that pressure that I put myself. And sometimes it's still there. Sometimes it lingers, but I think maybe that was a barrier that I can think of. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I feel that too. It's the, the pressure. Sometimes the you might work in a place where people don't actually put that pressure on you, right? But as an immigrant, you sort of feel like uh, I'm an external person, um, I have to show them who I am. I have to yeah. make sure they understand that I'm capable of doing this work. Um, there are two sides to it, right? There are organizations that definitely will put that pressure. Um, and, and and being a woman, being all of the intersections that we all are, um, I think we, we definitely have to deal with that. But I think it's also important to know that being an immigrant is an additional layer <laughs> over <laughs> everything else. Uh, yeah of the cultural background so well here you are um you know moving through multiple roles multiple organizations so what are some of the tools that you would say helped you um on your career journey so far uh, i mean you are thriving you know you you've made a lot of moves you've um gotten a lot more confident more clarity around where you are going what are some of the tools that you would um say have helped your journey i will say and and I'll also admit that I'm I'm an introvert, but I do I know that I have to push myself to find those opportunities to 
to speak to people to even just I think it was just last week that I I had a conversation maybe a 15 minute conversation with our CEO because he has office hours so I had a chat uh, a slack conversation and he's like yeah let, let's have a conversation and I did so for me I think if possible <laughs> for introverts out there in the world in the workplace just it it takes an effort i i will admit 100% it takes an effort to put yourself out there but do like this is for yourself like no one else is going to come and knock on your door and like oh you're awesome so i want to hear from you i think it's a lot of times and you can do it in your own in your own terms as well i think for me if I can, let's say, put it on LinkedIn, on a post, or it doesn't have to be always uh, like in, like with you today or doing webinars and things. Maybe also try to find a way of what helps you. But I think if possible, I, I listen to, um, his name is Richard Etienne. He talks about introverts in the workplace. And he says... He mentioned once in one of his talks about expanding your comfort zone. Comfort zone. Don't leave your comfort zone, but just expand. So I really like that concept because everyone says, oh, you have to leave your comfort zone. And for introverts, we're like, oh, I, what are you saying to me? So I think if you can expand, I, I really like that uh, using that word. So, so yeah, I think that's also something that it's, if you're and maybe as well this is in immigrants as well i don't know that we are driven we are resilient we want the best sometimes for not just for ourselves but even for our families as well i think there's a lot of different things that will come into play so what i will say is that if possible what people could do one of the tools is to network I think right now it's so easy in the sense that like even the way that I remember approaching you just via LinkedIn if you can do this maybe join um, virtual conferences where you can actually message people and you can connect with them I think that's just right now the world it's at your doorstep basically so yeah that, just network as much as possible that's what i will say to people yeah networking and i know that's that's um that's a good conversation coming from you especially when you say you you identify as being an introvert because a lot of the time people think of net uh, networking and they think you have to be an extrovert and mm. be overboard yeah. all the time so yeah. um it's it's important to expand i like that expand mm -hmm. Your, your sphere not necessarily get out and be something mm -hmm. you don't want to be but put yourself in positions where you gradually you know reach out more even if you give yourself a goal of I was on a panel recently where somebody talked about that where she also said she's an introvert and she said sometimes if she's going for a conference or summit she just says okay I'm going to connect with two people <laughs> And then once she's connected with two people, she's like, okay, I'm done. Now I can relax. <laughs> yes. And I think if we have those opportunities to go to a conference, then I think, let's say the conference on a Thursday, maybe just take the Friday off just to like be with yourself because I, I think we just need to recharge that way. But yeah. It, 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 it does take a lot. Like networking does take a lot out of you. Um, I, I always say I'm a mix of both introvert and extrovert. Mm. 
a lot of people only see the extrovert part, but the reason is because that's what everybody, that's what I show them. People don't see the fact that if I go for two events in a week, that drains me. Mm-hmm. I, need day, I need a day off. I can't have too many things happen in one week. Or yeah. I feel so bad. I literally need some downtime. So um, I think that's true for everybody too, is, is to have a way to regulate yourself and, and catch your breath. Uh, but also, you know, if you are in the professional space, there are some efforts that you just have to make. You, mm-hmm. you have to step out of um, the uncomfortable parts of your personality and, <laughs> and, and build your network. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, so is there any other, any other strategies that you know you that you you've used so far in order to move jobs and um, get switch roles, which is another thing that you've done, right? How was that looking for a job? Um, not necessarily in your degree. I feel like you've explored different roles. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What was that switch or transition like for you? How did you know? what you were interested in next? Yeah, I actually remember before switching from customer success to community management, I actually was doing two courses at the same time. I was doing a community management course and a content management course, which I thought, oh, maybe, I don't know, specializing or maybe knowing, understanding a little bit more about content marketing. Maybe that's... I mean, more in line perhaps to what my degree was uh, back in the day. So, and then I realized that I think maybe after a few weeks that I was more inclined to the community management side than content. Um, So I think if people can have that opportunity of, because I, I can completely understand that maybe not everyone can have that same opportunity of, testing and maybe switching to a different company or finding that path but if you have that option hopefully you can because I think the time that we spent at work if even like before probably the pandemic in an office or now working from home the time that you spent as well at work it I, I at least maybe my one of my requirements is at least you have to enjoy what you do because we spend a lot of time doing it mm-hmm. and sometimes it's even hard to switch off so and I think that that's something that that I have had in mind for for quite a while so I will say for people is that again maybe a course it doesn't have to cost like as well you can do a lot of things online there's a lot of summits for anything there's a lot of youtube channels for anything um so try even to find to find those options that way as well that don't have to break the bank um and i think even going back to the networking side i think if you can also do things that are that could be available to your to your neighborhoods or your community, I think there's a lot of options as well that people can do. Um, I have a friend that I know she wants to learn more from the marketing side. And I know she was volunteering at this nonprofit where they needed someone that uh, was managing their marketing. So that's how she learned as well that maybe, well, it's it wasn't paid at the start, but I think it's just finding those opportunities as well that maybe it's not they won't come from a LinkedIn job post, but I think it's just looking 
yeah, uh, being aware of your of your environment as well. Maybe I think we're so used to going online and just checking LinkedIn to see what's what's there. But I think there's also many things that can be available literally in your neighborhood as well. I like that. I like that. I, I think that's very good um, insight when it comes to developing new skills or finding out what you love. Because sometimes when we are not pressured about job, you know, if you have a job and you're good with it, but you want to explore something, you don't, it's important, as you said, to not limit yourself to what's available at your company, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Where, where you live, what about where you live? I, I don't think I've heard anybody really share that, that strategy, but it's a good one. You know, we think of everything mm-hmm. online now, but mm-hmm. sometimes maybe get offline. <laughs> And look around yeah. your neighborhood, where you live, what are the opportunities yeah. to volunteer? I know a lot of non-profit organizations, mm-hmm. um, a lot of uh, neighborhood organizations are always looking for volunteers. And and for them, they're not asking you for your resume. You don't have to prove that you're doing mm-hmm. this. If you're volunteering, um, you can volunteer to do something that maybe you don't have experience on, but you're interested in. And, yeah. and that would help you to learn more about it, right? So that's that's definitely a good point. Um, thank you. So anything else you want to share for for people listening in? I, I think we'll share your background. Who are immigrants, expatriates, moving to a different country, uh, but especially people who are professionals in the corporate workplace, right? Regardless of your background or where you come from, um, what are some final things that you want to share? And I, oh, I think we didn't talk about employer resource group. I wanted you to touch on that mm-hmm. because um, I've heard a lot of, you know, feedback around that, even from guests that I've had and how they have leveraged it. Um, and you, you mentioned that you were part of, you're part of the founding team for a new employee resource group at your company. So why did you step up to take this role? And, and what are some of the ways that you think your, um, that you think employees can leverage employee resource group? Yeah, totally. I think I had the opportunity to collaborate with with my colleague Camila, um, where I think I in the journey. I, as I said, we just launched a few weeks ago. So for me, I'm I'm still learning quite a lot. I think now there's a lot of interest from my side in terms of learning about allies and how. Can we engage people internally at the company? And, and we have seen an uptick now in terms of people want to discuss different things that perhaps are outside, you know, the normal work-related topics. Now people want to learn about maternity leave, paternity leave, uh, menopause, like a lot of these topics that I think, again, come down to what employees find can find themselves like surrounded with like-minded people which in a way that sounds like a given but I think once that these groups are are born out of the desire of put these ideas forward I think that's when people can actually it use uh, as as well uh, your title the title of your podcast to thrive as well within their not only their roles but in within the company so so yeah I actually was we sort of myself and my co-chair we had that interest uh, Camila is she's part of the talent acquisition team so she works quite closely with our chief people officer and 
I actually messaged her and she was like, oh, I was going to message you if you were interested. So we were already in synergy somehow. Uh, so we literally are going to have our first kickoff call with people that want to be either in, in charge of events, just to set up that committee uh, Thursday. So that's going to be really interesting. So for us, I know Camila has a lot of experience in the nonprofits. Um, so I know I'm, I'm taking her lead on that as well. So, and again, for me, it's just, I know as myself, as a community manager, I will have colleagues that are uh, women, the product management side, content management that I want them to I want to highlight what they do. I want to showcase what they do. So I think that's why I also wanted to be part of the uh, Women uh, in Pre-Resource Group because in a way I want to lead by example. I want to bring this to them and I want them to be part of it as well. So yes, I think there's there were quite a lot of points of interest for me to, to learn and, and to join this group. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the experience, so so the experiences that you've had, um, I know it takes a while for a lot of people who are not comfortable like leading an existing ERG, not to talk of starting one um, from scratch. So thank you for doing that. I know a lot of ERGs struggle with finding uh, members who will volunteer because again, this is on your own time. This is your passion. So I, you, you know, I would say for people listening is keep, keep stepping into those experiences. Keep you know, raising up your hand, keep showing up, um, uh, but also take advantage. You know, you don't have to lead the ERG, take advantage of the programs, take advantage of events that are being put together to learn more outside of your, your day job. Um, I think the bigger the company, the more people sometimes feel like they have to isolate themselves with their function. Um, it's such a huge opportunity to explore. And ERGs provide an opportunity for that. So I can't wait to hear about, you know, your programs and your successes. Um, thank you so much for being here. So my final question before I let you go, I always ask about <laughs> food. <laughs> if you were to share a meal or a snack or a fruit or something with your coworkers from your background, from your culture, what will you pick and why? Yes, that's a very good question. I was debating in my head what should I pick uh I will actually pick something that is called tamales uh so they can be filled up with anything like for me cheese vegetables so people can pick and they are actually steamed so it's they are not greasy so if people are health conscious so they are <laughs> they are quite good I mean maybe I'm, I'm sure in San Diego I'm sure they they might sell them uh but yes I, I would like to share it. I don't think I've tried it so it's interesting mm. I know people talk about <laughs> it but I'm not sure if I've tried it <laughs> <laughs> yeah they are quite good again because it's like uh you can have them with anything I mean even back home um well back in Mexico I tried them uh, I think my mom put raisins in it. So it was like a sweet yeah. treat as well. So yeah, they're very nice. <laughs> that part, but... <laughs> well, thank you so much, Isabel, for being here. Thank you for the work you're doing and uh, for continuing to show up because that's how I found you. <laughs> continuing to show up and, and the community you're building at your workplace and uh, the places that you go. It was nice chatting with you. Likewise, Lola. Thank you so much.
Thank you for joining me, Lola Adeyemo, for these important conversations about the global world of work. Please rate and review this podcast wherever you get your podcast. And don't forget to share our weekly episodes with your communities and co-workers. For more resources and upcoming events, visit our website, www.thrivinginintersectionality.com and join our LinkedIn group, Thriving in Intersectionality. Additional links and resources are listed in the show notes of this episode. Thank you.